Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here. We are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, and I'm here with the gang, as always, the man they call the goat, and none other than the rumorless and teaseless free William the Scoop Cooper. Good morning, genitalia. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? We're doing, man. We're doing, doing great. I was up, doing I was great. up early. I yeah. saw you were up early. Well, you uh, some chess champion, is some chess championship you were watching? Yes, yes, yes. That's actually still going on, insanely enough. But um, now, Marissa and the kids—they slept out last night. They went over to her friend's house, so uh, nothing like a kidless and womanless oh. night of sleep. You know what I mean? Where you actually like sleep through the whole night. So I popped up at six. I'm like, oh man, I slept all the way through. This is, uh, <laughs> this is great. I don't get this that often. Wow, how's the little guy feeling? Better? Yeah, I think he's all right. He was just—he was—he was like semi-sick, but mostly didn't sleep, so he was miserable and a little bit sick. So, going through the fun teething years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a couple left, I think. A couple molars, maybe. Koopa, what's going on? What's the scoop? Anything good going on? Oh, it's all—it's a good week. Uh, can't complain for sure. It's—we uh, had—we had like four days of like I'm telling you, monsoons here in, in Charlotte. The rains just pulled out yesterday, but it was like nonstop rain for four days here. Do you do you go to the Queen City Cigar Festival? No, okay. it's it it's not. Um, for it's kind of far for me. Um, but um, most of the reasons why I haven't gone is that is the week we've normally taken family vacation, uh. and um, this year we're actually not taking a family vacation. So it's I may make an appearance. I didn't buy a ticket or anything. Um, there's actually two of these festivals going on in Charlotte right now. And they're competing with each other. So really, this, yeah. This week is Charlotte Cigar Week, and then next month is the Queen City Cigar Festival, and they both kind of compete with each other uh, for the most part. So like Juan Cancel was up here this week, and Terrence Riley were up for the um, for the um, Charlotte Cigar Week. I and I, I know this other one's going on in May. Which one's been around longer? You know? Um, actually Queen City was around a year before, and it's my understanding that one of the founders of Queen City went and started Cigar, started Cigar Week the following year. Uh, and they well, ever had into one, one of those? Yeah, Queen, Queen City is, uh, I believe run uh, yeah. by our dear friend and smoking supporter, Drita Hyde. So, well, it's not Hyde anymore. She got, she got married. Yes, I keep, yes, yes. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I want to say McGlone, yeah. maybe something. McGlone, McGlone, maybe McGlone, McGlone. Yeah, um, yeah. But she's the host, and they actually invited me and a few other people. I think Eric Espinosa is one of them as uh, panelists. 
So a Q&A session with some industry people. So I, I'll actually be in your neck of the woods next month. Oh yeah, well, definitely. Um, let me yeah, let me know for sure. Yeah, it's about it's about, like I said it, that takes place uh, more in Charlotte proper, for sure. But those both of those festivals, I'll say, have they've done very well for a short amount of time. And um, you know, the fact that we're supporting two of them right now in the city is is a pretty amazing thing. And two of them really kind of close to each other too. It's not really that much time between them, but. You know, this is a community that loves to get together, man. It's one of the things, I mean, I, I think, you know, a word was created out of this community, you know, herfing, you know, I mean, right. was based out of just the phenomenon of cigar lovers gathering, getting together, spending time and enjoying the company and enjoying good cigars. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to see any of these cigar festivals thrive. I think it's just good. For yeah, the culture, I, it's good for the, the city. Whole. Yeah. It's good for every, not just this city, but every city. So Alex, our, our man who's really have been, has been enjoying making the now weekly graphics that you guys are all seeing for the show. <laughs> um, yes. and entitling them, that's like his new hobby. Um, Mount Fuji and the Flying Hawaiian. I'm assuming your Flying Hawaiian is Paul DeGacco, DeGracco. Yes, yes. Um, which is actually fitting because his excuse... This week for not being on the show is that he's currently in the air flying home. He'll be on, on so. So that that's the flying Hawaiian. That that covers the flying Hawaiian. Okay. Part uh, that's of the title. His, he has just becoming the man of a thousand excuses. I mean, because how did um, you not know uh, when you're flying back? <laughs> goop, goop, goop. Yeah. It's not has become. Yes, he is. Yes, he, is. Yes, he, he, he is. He's been. Yeah. He, he has been, is, and always will be. You know, I almost. Didn't I didn't I almost didn't want to do the thumbnail and, and the title, but it was a catchy title, and I liked it. I didn't want to give him that much play, you know. To right, right, play. right. <laughs> but I just kind of it was catchy, and I liked it. But uh, yes, Paul has failed this once again, and and is I mean, look, Paul is you know at this point a a, a guest, a, a guest host who makes cameo appearances on the show, and um, you know it, it, he's he's no, he's questionable. Not. No, 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 we do not. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, that that ship has long sailed. You guys smoking anything interesting this morning? Oh, uh, you better, go ahead, go ahead, you up first, Alice. No, nah, I'm just, I'm just gonna fire up a brulee in a minute. That's about it. Nothing crazy. Wow, you went digging in a stash? No, man, I got this from our friend oh, Kevin Chan. I I can't. I think it's called. Oh man, my eyes are getting that bad. Cirque, Cirque, Celt, something. Kevin. Mm, yeah, I saw him post something. Is that. making whatever. So I'm gonna light this up. He gave it to me. I'm gonna light this up during the show and see how it is. If someone knows how to pronounce it or what it says, man. Either my eyes are getting bad, or this is like a blurry label. Oh, it's, you, you're getting there, Abe, like with me. I know. Yeah. In my defense, I've had two corneal transplants, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Abe, you got to prove it this one. But you know, oh. still say it's one of the best five dollar sticks out there. You, Abe you know says what? it, man. With proper marketing, that will be the new Rocky Patel hey. edge, man. And you know yeah. what? It should have been by now. But you know what? Yeah, I don't see the market. I mean, they got an ad here on KMA Radio, and I wish to say we could move the universe for them, but I just don't think they're getting behind it. But that 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 I, I'm telling you right now, as far as five dollar sticks goes, as far as maybe most six seven dollar sticks, that's it's it, hard it, to. Go it's yeah. hard to go wrong with that cigar. 
uh, Bear, Bear, who I work with, and my partner in crime, he is he, he this was his number two cigar last year. Wow. He just, yeah, I mean, I, I, Buffalo, you actually turned me on to the whole Buffalo 10 line, but then he got involved and, and started smoking the Connecticut's, and like I said, it is an amazing value. Really is. And great know. morning. This is this is a great morning stick to have. And and that company, Artista, they're they're completely up and down, right? Grow grow their own tobacco. I mean, linear. The- yeah, I wasn't sure what you meant by up and down. Yeah, they're completely yeah. linear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they uh they they are. I mean, and um, they have some. They have a lot of good lines. I mean, they're known for the big poppy cigars. I don't actually think that's the best cigars. They they have a lot of other cigars that are better. I think. Sure. Yeah. So, coming off an interesting week last week. It's very cool to have uh, Guy Fieri on, man. That was a great show for me. What, yep. what a just uh, down-to-earth guy, as always. You know, we, we we messaged a little bit after the show. We're trying to – he wants to try to come back for episode 500. It's going to be a little hard to coordinate uh, right now, and it's pretty tentative, but it looks like our episode 500 is going to land, what do we say, June 24th? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and we still haven't confirmed that Paul's availability that day, but I think we have it, even if he's not there. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> 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 no, it's a, yeah. Uh, you know what was funny about Paul? You know, so leading up to that show, leading up to his trip to Hawaii, but even before guys on, he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna die. I'm gonna do a show from Hawaii." Yes. Paul, no, 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 no. First, he said before we had a tentative date is. Don't book it this or this date because yeah, like, right. that was right. his first try. Right. He really, he really wanted to be available when we had Guy on. Right, right. You're right. That's correct. And then he's like, "Well, I'll get up at four in the morning. This won't be any problem." And and Abe, I think you said to him, "Like, there's no way this is gonna happen." Right. I didn't even, I didn't even like entertain it for like right. a half. I, got, I think my first response was, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah. You are not getting up. Oh, it's easy. The kids go to bed and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's just one of these guys. You know, just everything is justified in his universe. Everything. Every letdown, every disappointment. He's got a great story for it, and he feels okay with it. But then, look, I've defended Paul on a lot of this. You know, I've been kind of a little bit more in his camp. but That's that's because you're the noob. (laughs) but this one i can't i can't let this one go i mean how do you over say i overslept right i overslept get the hell you overslept <laughs> i mean i just i i don't i don't get we, it we just had the, the couple from alaska said they're up at 3 a.m to watch this every week i mean <laughs> this is one one week you could have got up and did this paul yeah. Right for the one show that he wanted to be on, yeah. uh, you know Jose Blanco did my show. He got four in the morning in Macedonia to do my show. It's easy. You just don't go to bed, man. <laughs> don't go to bed. Huh. But I'm yeah, a... Paul didn't happen. But you know, we, there's still a chance we might we might be able to get Guy on here. But his schedule, man. I tell you what, man. That guy really churns and burns. Well, I mean, just yeah. even if you were listening to him during the show, he was like doing something after the show and then flying, heading somewhere else after that. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was nonstop, nonstop. And it, you know, a little of the inside baseball behind the show is like about what was it, about forty minutes into it, his assistant was on and said, yes. "Hey, we need to we need to wrap this up." 
Yeah. And Abe's like, Abe actually says, yep, we'll, we'll do it. And, he, and Abe started the process of wrapping up. And Guy's like, no, I want to stay. Right. Yeah, he wanted to. So we just kept going. We said, yeah. I mean, I, him. Yeah. Yeah, she was in our private chat. She's like, we need to wrap this up. Because, you know, we, we, we told them, like, you know, it would be like a 20, 30-minute segment. Right. I stayed for about 90 minutes. So, um, I know he came out at the top of the hour. So he stayed out for about an hour. About, about an hour, time. which is a long yeah. time for, for a celebrity. They're not used yeah, to doing that Yeah, it was double yet. time we told him it'd be yeah. over easy. So we told him, like, 20, 30 minutes. So she's like, we got to wrap this up. I'm like, okay. So the second I got open, I'm like, listen, guy, I know you're a busy guy. You know, I know you got places to be really pretty. He goes, oh, I got nowhere to go. Let's go. I'm, 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 <laughs> right. You yeah, tried to ease it. Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, sorry, lady, but, you know, the man has spoken. I, I, I was really surprised. We talked a lot of cigar talk with him. Like, I thought we may get into other things, but that was a most of that conversation was related to cigars. Which I, I think, think he had yeah. enough outlets to talk about all his other things. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think so. The too. one outlet yeah. he can really, I mean, you know, he's not going on the food network and talking about cigar, you know. So I, I think he was happy to, yeah, to have an outlet where he could really like freely speak about that part of his, that passion part of his life, you know. Yeah, there were, there were a few people who watched who I know aren't, aren't cigar people at all. And they knew I was going to be on with him. And they all came back to me and they said, you know, they understood everything he was saying about cigars. And they were really fascinated. They got, like I said, they were fascinated with cigar culture and asking me questions after this. You know, basic questions. But still, I think it said a lot for what he's doing for the industry just when you kind of connect with people like that. Well, I think he's. if you're part of any kind of culture, then you're usually relatable to another culture. I I, I think sometimes when people don't get cigar culture, they just haven't. In part, I mean, because look, there's wine culture. I mean, there's, there's you know hundreds of cultures out there. Yeah. You know, their own communities and their own thing. But I gotta tell you what, man, still think ours is the best one. What? What? A, yeah. Yeah, and then and that's the thing. A lot, like you said, a lot of people. If you're if you haven't experienced the community at all, you don't realize how they all kind of have the same, you know, characteristics, nuances of of, of certain things that kind of. You know, if you have an interest to hobby, they, they it's yeah. not just, you know, there are very few communities that have their own characteristics that don't necessarily, you know, intertie into another one. And um, no, he's just been he's really become a, a great ambassador for the community. And, um, you know, I posted that video earlier this this week and it was just really a, a, a great words from him. Just talking yeah. about, you know, the the right, you know, you only get one chance to have the right meal the right yeah. cigar right now you're never going to get a chance to to be able to have that moment again make it the right one hence justifying abe's obsessive compulsive uh dinner you know, planning planning planning, yes. planning did anybody anybody catch Saka on the dojo verse last night I, oh i did i did and i went oh i i caught that he was like on an hour early and fired up his last wagashi yeah. <laughs> i saw that you know you know i know <laughs> There's like a 75% chance that's like his advertising post. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm right? 100%. Oh, yeah. Steve, he, Steve getting on an hour early for anything. He, <laughs> he, he got a little he grumpy knows. in the last 15 minutes. Like, he wasn't grumpy soccer, but in the last 15 minutes, a little of grumpiness started to come out. I don't know. He basically bashed the whole state of Colorado in the first, like, three <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Like, literally. First three minutes in, he like decimated the state of Colorado. <laughs> um, no, Steve's always a pleasure to watch, and um, it, it was more than just about Wagashi, so it was nice. So, uh, um, yeah, they, like the dojo guys were hitting him up with a lot of the industry stuff in the last fifteen minutes too, and that's when he started getting a little grumpy. 
<laughs> that's also probably the come down of the, the booze. You know what I mean? He goes up, but then he kind of starts. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was thrilled that they're moving the trade show to the spring. But what he was emphatic about is I don't want it. He doesn't want the trade show to move to different Hashtag, hashtag who cares? <laughs> Socket cares. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I get that it's a problem moving it every year. Yeah, right? yeah. So much stuff to store and haul is just yeah. easier sure. to have it. Um, interesting thing. Um, how negatively? I mean, because Steve was the first person that I heard of. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few of them of people who are not going to go to TPE because of the time frame now that they're so close just too close how negatively do you think this move will impact the tm tpe as far as the premium cigar industry side group i think it will have a negative impact more a little bit a lot a little bit a know. lot a lot i think yeah. steve what steve said last night was very telling i'm not doing this twice yeah he said it may work for some companies um but i don't see that i don't see the show moving because i still think premium cigars is a small part of that show so I think there's a different agenda, but what he's with him, he's the first one who came out and basically said, I'm not doing this. Maybe a couple of other companies have. So it, it is going to have a negative impact. I, I, I significant one. It, it's funny. Cause there's always that thing I call the domino effect. Once people start that and then other people say, well, you know what? They stopped going and it's no big deal. And they stopped going and they stopped going. I, I think this may really slice out and put a carve of premium cigars in the TPE show. I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. You know, the, there was Drew Estate and Altidus. I know we're going to talk about Altidus in a little bit. They were the bigger companies that were really buying into TPE. What are they going to do is the question. They had pretty large booths, both of them. So now what are they going to do next year? Assuming well, we got Drew some news today about Altidus, so we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, I, the horizon is changing. But it's definitely so, changed. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely. When, when this happened, like, I did predict it would be three to four years, so I'm about right. But I thought they'd all be back in three to four years. It's still a little slower, but but uh, Saka was claiming he, he predicted two would be back this year. So he's, like, claiming victory. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. First off, as far as I'm concerned, STG has not officially returned to the trade show. They're just hijacking think, booths right now. Right. I, well, don't think, I don't think Forge – I think as a company, if you ain't there in your own booth – because to, to show one line or two lines that you snuck into another division of your company's booth um, out of the 800 SKUs that you probably sell, it doesn't mean you came back to a show. And them coming back to the show is not just being there in some form of presence. Nobody cares about that. It's about coming back and being supportive of the show, which means they take their normal or reduce yeah. but still a significant size of a booth space, sponsor segments of the show. That's when you're back in the show. Not that, hey, I snuck a line in in Matt Booth's booth. So and and you know, Alec Bradley's booth may be that booth. You know, y yeah, do you, do you yeah. see FPG having an Alec Bradley booth and not coming back next year? I think they'll be back next year full force. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if, yeah. If they don't bring their old booth, because Alec, I can't remember. Alec Bradley's booth is not a teeny teeny booth. It's yeah, it's not. I mean, you remember like General's booth going back to trade was like a trade show within a trade show. It was a city like Davidoff. It, like it was like a city. Yeah, yeah, it was enormous. This is going to be a smaller booth for them. 
from 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 general standpoint. I mean, this is going to be probably about a quarter to the size. Yeah, but but the booth this year is going to be an Alec Bradley booth. Uh, I think they're going to rebrand it a Ford's booth, from what I understand. Um, okay, Ford's. So we're getting there. But, we're getting there. Yeah, but I I don't because I don't think they're going to use. Like they'll have probably an area for Alec Bradley, but I don't think it's gonna be all why. Alec why is Forge not a line? Forge is a division. Who said it's a line? It's a division of the company. Forge. It's a it's a sales it's a sales channel. You know, Jay, you're a retailer. I, I'm assuming you cut checks to Forge and you cut a different check to STG. So I actually you know. get like oh, Forge in general. Yeah. Forge. Yeah, is sorry, separate. Forge. Yeah. Forge does separate fulfillment from general. I mean, when we get samples yes media media gets free samples did i um, see forged with a line i'm i'm talking he's maybe confused i'm talking about when matt booth had a room there and they got their that lsd which really wasn't a uh no they had sancho panza which was a general cigar that's what it was they so, trojan horse they trojan horse did it in there. they trojan horse one line yeah. that's yeah. what i'm talking about line so i'm not sure and jay you've gotten a lot of bones from me pal you got you a lot of bones from me I think this is how I'm looking at it. You know, there's certain brands that are very iconic, and I know a lot of new smokers are all into the news, but but once we have brands like Monte Cristo back there, Macanudo back there, you know, Davidoff, I mean, when these, like, big lines are back, then you, I think we'll be able to say the trade show's back. We're still kind of in this flux right now. Well, I think I think things are changing compared to two or three years ago, but but we're changing right now. But No, the, land, the landscape's definitely on a move, and it'll yeah, be interesting. Yeah. How now? This will be interesting. How do you think the impact? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really that 100% point on date times, but the TPE and the TA are going to be now close next year. Yeah. No. Not the TPE. I mean the the PCA show. Yes, those two. Yes, TPE. The, and PCA are going to be close. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there'll be an impact that way? Towards, I think I think you're going to see more people go to PCA. I think you'll see maybe what what you may see is like maybe if a company ha, can get one of those a small booth and they could there's certain cigars that sell very well at TPA. I was just talking to Omar from Fratello, and his short filler stuff has done very well at TPA. So maybe that's a channel he goes to kind of focus on that piece. But I still think all the main releases are going to come out at, at PCA. So I don't, I don't, I don't think TP is going to take any of that away, and I think all the companies that have a choice and have been going to both for years are going to go to PCA. Dan, I don't think it's been a secret. I think that's been talked about for a long time. I mean, they essentially have that. Yeah. You know, they have the outlet, but you know, yeah. um, I mean, they have a, you know. People have, yeah. I mean, nine weeks in a row of a new release, so it's it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, wild, they wild. could get wild. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. I know, but yeah, it's they're able to, you know. And I don't know what they're going to do with the like. Normally, if when General was at the trade show, there were about twenty to thirty new SKUs that came out, which is a lot. This is an interesting statement. Does anybody buy that story? Blended. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know Allison might, but, but I mean, well, I, mean I, I know she may. I, I think she's making a little humor there, but no way. But yeah, I mean the Allison, the news came out literally like a month yeah. before the trade show. Yeah, 
Matt was also. How long? How long do you think product development and blending partakes yeah. before it's ready to show at a show? And I'm not gonna knock Matt; he's a good guy. But Matt was involved with the repackaging of that. That was his baby. Sancho Panza. Sancho Panza was a packaging project he had been working on for over a year with them. Maybe, the, maybe, maybe that's what led to the acquisition. That could have well, been a from what from what I you know, when, when I talked to Justin, it sounded like when they were working with Matt on on that project that they got a feel for you know possibly taking the relationship to another level. Okay, that, and, that, and that, that makes that makes that a little was, yeah. So because they already knew what they were getting with Matt, you know, it wasn't yeah. like he was a complete unknown. Sure. Yeah, because that makes sense. Because yeah. if he was working on it as a room one hundred and one guy, and that led to what happened, that's fine. But I mean, you know, man, it's it's if it's showing at the show, I mean. You couldn't have been acquired a month prior and say I was involved in this project. It's just not happening. No, no. And you, you mentioned the other one. The LSD project was the other one he was involved with too, and that was the same oh, yeah. thing, a packaging thing that he had done. Yeah, it could um, have been. Pro- it could have been projects that were in development yeah. while they were still not even contemplating. Uh, yeah. An acquisition. Yeah. Well, we have a friend and an yeah. interesting guest on today uh, who has one heck of a story to tell us about his. Uh, his drive to climb a mountain to help raise money. Uh, let's let's get him on. There he is. Hey, hey. how are you doing today, man? What's up, my friend? How you Thank doing? You. Good. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yes, I'm climbing that mountain right there. Crazy. By the way, great hat. By the way. Yeah, I thought so too. It's a very yeah. Unless you ask Alex Tavella, no one wants to wear that hat. Nah, it's I like it. I like it. I just people compliment me on this hat if I wear it outside. That's in one cool of our hat. surveys, we sent the survey out to people who went to the Great Scarf. It's really funny. We had about a half a dozen people, three that were adamant, that just say, "Why would you make the most disgusting hat ever? It's ridiculous." We, I mean, one, you got it for free, so you know, take the hat, whatever. <laughs> but we've been seeing a lot of people wear them. I've yeah. seen it on social media and whatever. So it was a it's fantastic a nice springtime hat. It's got all the right. I colors. liked it. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't dislike I mean, let's, that. Let's it's, let's it, let's be real. It's not far off from Laker colors and Lakers hats are about. Yeah. It it was a little. It's a little hard to match the hat. Is what I'll say. Something. That's it, my it, point. It yes, wouldn't match yes. with this, but it's a nice hat. I just didn't go with this shirt today. That's why. That would be my wife telling me that I need the animals to dress. Because yeah, that's like I have no, my wife I have no color or thoughts. So she yeah, goes my wife out shopping. She goes out shopping for clothes for me and comes back. And I said, yeah. everywhere I go, I said, what do, what do I wear with this? And she goes, don't you know colors? And I said, no, that's your job. So put little tags. This goes with that. Give me a, give me a spreadsheet so I know how to dress every morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jimmy, how long have you been in the, the cigar media world with your? Ten years. Wow, it's, it's that it's long. Going, that. Uh, yeah. Year, yeah, absolutely. God bless. Good yeah, for you. Great job, Jimmy. It's, it's been uh, you know, and Coop knows it's a grind. Um, you get your ups, you get your up moments, your down moments. But uh, you know what? You gotta sustain in this business. You just gotta yeah. keep pressing. You gotta have that, you know, um, uh, indomitable spirit, as I say for my martial arts. You gotta do it, man. Don't stop. You know, I you know, I don't know if you guys get this or not not and i seldom get it i mean if i get it once or twice a year it's probably rare but you know what people don't realize is man sometimes you just have that morning you're like man i just am not up to doing a show today yep i mean i just don't have it in me and then you gotta come and then you gotta turn it on and 
it's tough. Right, I wish you tell. And I think that's what gets me through is because I always realize that on those days when the show's over, I'm like, oh, that was a fun show. I'm glad I did it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's tough to right. break that wall sometimes. And, and and that's the thing. It's not just like, you know, you know, getting up at this time and being is one thing, you know, 10 o'clock's not is 6 a.m., but, you know, getting up and being in show form and putting the, the show face on, and sometimes you're just like, you know, you were up late or you were out late or something was going on. You didn't get a ton of sleep, and you're like, oh. But, you know, you, you got to sometimes, gotta, sometimes you're just not up for it. I mean, I, I think I recall once I may have texted you guys and said, look, guys, you got to carry me today. I'm just not. Right. right. I'm not right. feeling it. I, <laughs> I'm going to struggle. I feel it right now. Just just be on the lookout. You might have to carry me a little bit today. Yeah. But, you know, get it. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I think Jimmy has done really two really good things uh, with Stogie Press. If you're not familiar with it. First of all, if you're looking for what's new and, and boutiques, Jimmy's on top of that. I mean, he's, he's on top of all these newer companies, these smaller companies and the boutiques. And the second thing is when this guy goes out and covers an event, he captures the vibe of an event so well that – and that's something I look for. I almost feel like I'm there with Jimmy. And, Jimmy, you've done a great job with those two things, and I wanted to just say that to you on this show today. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. I also understand you're one of the really few people who reviews lounges. I do. Yes, I he do. is. <clears throat> Wherever I go, if I'm going anywhere, anywhere in the world, whether it's business or pleasure, I find a lounge. I always go in. I take photos and I talk to the owner. And then at the end of the year, um, you know, maybe I went to five or six new lounges, let's say. Right. I always come out with what I feel was the best lounge of the year. And I give them a wood. I give them a nice plaque like I give to the cigar guys that went. And they would put it on their wall in the shop. And. It helps me because my name's on the plaque, right? You know, Stogie Press, but it helps them. It gives them a little press. So, Alex, very cool where, place where, last year was. Bongo. Where's our plaque, Alex? Where do we hang out our plaque? <laughs> right. Yeah. Alex is thinking about. He was thinking about it for a second. He's like, what? Uh, my, my, but my, no, you know, yeah. that's that's cool because, you know, outside of that, the only other place to maybe get some feedback on a lounge is like Yelp or a Google review. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they may not necessarily be reviews coming from someone in the cigar culture, may not understand cigar culture. Yeah. So, you know, to get they someone capture to review. everything that you know, right. I look right. at it, I have a, I, I have a kind of a rating system separately for that, where I look at things like what's in the humidor, um, what, how clean is the lounge? How, you know, is it, is it exclusive or inclusive? Are the bathrooms clean? Um, things like that. Is the smoke air clean? Um, you know, can I sit down at a, at, at a bar or a table by myself and meet somebody and they're willing to have a conversation or are they just like standoffish? Do you walk into a humidor? If you don't even announce to me, sometimes I'll walk in. Don't tell anybody who I am. I just walk in and sure. I'll see if the tobacconist or the manager or whoever's running the shop comes over and walks in lamp and ask me if they can help right sometimes you don't get any of that right yeah you know that's interesting it, you know abe abe and i had an experience and i won't name names but we were we were walking around a humidor for almost a good half hour and no i mean nobody came up to yeah. us even like to try and sense if we were stealing at that point like if somebody's walking around that long i'm like what the hell are they doing i want to go you know so no that's that's important that's a big important thing i think it's somebody important. Have you ever gone to a shop you heard a lot about and was like disappointed? Yes, yes, I was. Um, I won't mention names right now, but yeah, there was a shop. There, there's a, there was a shop I went into that was a, 
You heard a lot about. You thought it was big, good. big deal. I made it my purpose when I was in the area to go to that shop. I walked in and I just felt like a nobody paid attention to, it. and I didn't tell them who I was. I just sat there like any other person, and I just felt like you know it's very little clicky and then even the even the bar like i said i remember i had a guinness right if you're a guinness if you're serving guinness you need to know how people drink guinness right when it gets down to like this far you immediately have to come over to them and say would you like another one because it's going to take you three to five minutes to pour the damn guinness right right no 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 attention three four barmaids behind the bar all chit chatting on the side not pay and there's that wasn't a, a crowded bar right and not even get eye contact, even go like this, right? For like 20 minutes. And then my Guinness was empty and I still didn't get anything. And then finally they come over and I was like, yeah, I need another Guinness, please. And I was like, come on, people, just retake the risk. Yeah. yeah Jimmy, I get, you, it's happened to me too. No, I was just going to say it happened to me too. Yeah. When I travel, I hear about a place I go and I'm like, wow, what is everybody talking about? Right. Yeah, I, I, it happens to me too. Yeah, but what Jimmy does with the lounge is also is kind of an extension of what I was just talking about. He he captures the vibe of the lounge really well. So it's, hey, this is a place where, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to relax and really enjoy a great cigar. Or, hey, this is a place where I'm, it's going to be a little more of a party element to it or, or a festive element. And, and, again, those are things sometimes you don't get off the Yelp reviews. So I think you do – that's, I think, where it's really valuable to – if you're a cigar enthusiast and you are looking for places, um, that those reviews are great you're doing. When I retire, there'll be more of those. Yeah, it, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it, it takes a long time to write those. I can tell you, I know that. Oh, I write and I even travel to get around. Photos, yeah. You know, retirement's going to take me in a car, in an SUV with my wife and my dog, and we're just going to travel across the country and chase sunsets for a couple of months and take great photos and always have a cigar-related thing to it. But there'll always be a lounge somewhere in that vicinity that I'm going to when we're talking about it. Nice. So that's my that's like my one my first year of retirement game plan. And that's about a year and a half, two years away. So get ready for that. Vince, no true no truer statement can be said, man. It's been, it's, yeah. it's such a burden. It really it's is. worse. It's yeah. worse. You can't even find bad help these days. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. <laughs> I mean, well said. Really. Wow. It's it's yeah. really mind blowing. I don't know what is going on in this universe where we put ads out or we put a, you know, I'm going to tell you what first started here. Cause when we would look for somebody, we'd put an ad out. We had a couple outlets we used. I'm not kidding you. We would get 80 to a hundred emails. My assistant would scope through the best ones. And then she would schedule me 20, 30 interviews in a week, just pound through them, pick a couple of good candidates and go from there, man. We could, we could, we, we what happened was during the beginning of the Trump administration. Now I'm not, telling you which way or whether it was politically good or bad or making any endorsement of Trump. All I'm going to talk about is some actual facts. It was the first time in my career, my career of putting advertisements out and nobody applying for jobs. And I just, I attributed it after a couple of years of this going on, this phenomenon, like what the hell's going the employment level, because you know, you listen to the news, employment levels here, employment levels here, employment there. I never really pay it no mind, right? Because half the time they lie. So, you know, who cares what they're saying in the employment level? But I'm telling you, that was the first time in my life where I said, wow, the employment level must be at a really all-time low because no one's looking for a job. And then the pandemic came and that just changed everybody's psychology 
and mentality. And I don't know where there's going to be a workforce here. I mean, people want to argue that, oh, AI is going to take over the world. Well, it's going to because nobody wants to work. Yep. Nobody wants to work. AI comes in on time, clocks out on time, and does a great job. No bitching, no complaining, no drama. Get ready for the robots, brother. Well, Abe, I think it's I'm, interesting. I'm in. People don't want to go into an office anymore. They don't want yes. to leave the house to go to work anymore. Yes. Yes. That's another thing. Was I'm I'm seeing this with, with outside of cigars. What I do, yeah. I get. Yeah, but I, I've worked. I've worked from my house for 25 years. I've worked from home. So there are industries. And the some industries, industries that, are better. Yeah, some. And I, that Coop and I are in, in the IT world. It's not. It's that. not industries. It's 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 people. There's a certain type of person that can work from home, and 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 there's a certain type of person that can't. And, and I think that it's a hard transition for people who are used to working in an office. You know, people that work from home, IT guys, you know, tech, you know, and, and anybody that 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 has been working from home knows how to work from home. For someone to go from the office to home and make that transition and still be hard. as productive, it's very hard. Hard because you don't have the water cooler moment. That's the first thing that happens because you get up out of your desk, your cubicle, you walk over, you talk to your buddy next next to you, you go to the water cooler area, coffee clutch, and you talk about the football game on Sunday night that happened. You don't get that when you work from home. And I had all these people that were in the office during the pandemic that started to work from home. And then they would call me that chat about things. And I was like, uh, how come you guys didn't call me like 20 years like having this thing? All of a sudden, now you realize what I'm doing? <laughs> right. Right. So uh, uh, I don't know what he's talking about here. Have you guys seen that creepy AI? I have not. I have not. But I am all in in the AI world. So I'll be, I'll be looking for that. So Jim, you're, you're, you're taking on something big, man. You got, yeah. you got, tell us, tell us what you got going on. Right, so literally, me, literally, literally, literally. Let me go through this. I'll give you the, I'll give you the background story. So you get full appreciation. So many, many years ago, over a decade ago, I had took an assignment. I was living in Japan for a year. And um, I remember my uh, my son's birthday that time. He was in he was an undergrad, and I flew him over. I said, "Come on over for a week. Let's hang out in Japan." And we had a good time. One of the things we did is we went down to the Mount Fuji area, and um, we had this beautiful place we were staying at. And we kind of walked. The, we went up. A, we went up a little bit of the mountain. We didn't have time to climb the whole thing. It wasn't a plan to do that. But I looked at him and I said, look, you know, when you get your doctorate, because that was his game plan. I said, when you get your doctorate, we're going to come back here and climb this mountain and celebrate. Now, my son ended up going to Vanderbilt University for his doctoral program. He spent six years there. Um, I think he's written six papers. And he did his studies um, in neurobiological research on the autism spectrum. And he, he made some interesting discoveries. He's written papers on this. And he came, he had his doctorate and it was right near the end of the pandemic. And he was at my house for like Thanksgiving. And he looked at me and go, he says, I guess we're not going to Fuji. And I said, why? It's the, the pandemic will be over. They're going to open the doors eventually. When they do, we're going to go. And he said, look at you, dad. You're a fat bastard. There's no way you're climbing a 13,000 foot mountain. You're out of shape. You're never going to get there. And I said, did I ever break a promise to you ever? And he goes, no. I said, well, I'm going to do this. He says, I'll see. So I went on this amazing weight loss 
and exercise. I got back into Taekwondo three, four days a week for my exercise and my stamina. And I lost 70 pounds in a year. Right. I went from you know, 260 down to, I'm down to 189 right now. And he says, okay, you, you obviously are ready to climb a mountain, right? And I said, okay. But I said, I want to do one thing better. I said, you know, since you did all of this on the autism spectrum, why don't we try to raise some money for autism at the same time? And the cigar community will be a great place to do it because I know the cigar community is very generous, okay, with their dollars, with good causes, right? Um, we have our great causes like Cigars for Warriors. We've got the, uh, the, the Fuente Charity. We have a number of things we go to. But everybody is one degree separated from somebody who's on the spectrum. Everybody that's watching this, you all, you all know somebody who's autistic. Everybody does. Whether it's a, 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 a son, a, a daughter, a cousin, a friend, a friend's friend, you know. So we're connected to this. And the spectrum is wide, right? I mean, I just met a guy the other day who's um, got some, you know, he's got an accessory that he was talking to me about. And in the middle of the conversation, when we were talking about this, he said he's autistic. And you would never know he's autistic because he's a very functionally autistic person, right? But then you have ones that aren't, right? And the spectrum's wide. So I said, okay, we're going to go do this. So I set up a campaign on Autism Speaks. So on Autism Speaks, they have an area where I can see you can set up a campaign. All the donations go directly to that. I don't touch any of the money. You just click the donation and it goes right to Autism Speaks. You got a link for that, Alex? Yeah, if you pull up, can you share? Can you share something on here? Yeah. Open up Stogie Press, and and I'll just show people where to go. The easy way to do this. Um, so there's a there's a menu at the top of uh, the Stogie Press main page called Climb for Autism, and what you do there is so. So that little button up top. So before you go there, just show right there. It'll take yeah, so you to if there. We're, if we're here, you, have you go right, right there. And then that'll just give you the background that I just kind of talked about. So if you scroll down a little, you'll see my son in here. That's my son. Um, and if you hey, go, he's, good, he's good looking, Jim. Oh, let me tell you what. This man is amazing. Are you sure he's yours? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Very yeah, handsome. He's Very handsome, uh, man. Yep. I tried to get him on today, but he's in Nashville, so getting up early was after Friday. I'm sure it's hard. So you can scan that. So hold that right there. Anybody that's watching right now, if you want to participate in this, I would say scan that. And what you do when you scan it, okay, when you, if you donate $10 or more, all right, t put a dash next to it and say smoke in next to your name. I have a dashboard that shows all the donations that come in. And what happens is whoever group, brand, whatever, raises the most money is going to get a photo op at the top of Mount Fuji when the sun rises over Japan. With and the whole thing's going to be documented in video and, and an article at the end. Published. So this is a big thing. So I'm trying to reach out and say, hey, get out there and support. Right. So that's that's where you go. Forty-seven minute mark. <laughs> we can gotta clip that out. Play it. Yeah, we'll clip that out. Yeah, the forty-seven yeah, minute mark. Mark, mark it down. I, we always forget. Yeah, I just put the direct link in the chat as well. Nice. Good. Perfect. 
Yep. So that's what we're going to do. And, okay, you can take that off now. And, uh, <laughs> the the, the producer, Jimmy, Boston Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is what I do on my own show, right? Yeah. Better so, than Paul. So I've got, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I have, like, you know, I got my two Buddhas that I have in my uh, in my office all the time that give me hope and, and that I'm going to do this. Now, there are people out there I already heard from the through the grapevine that I already heard from somebody tell me that there's an over-under on me, that I'm not climbing this mountain. Mm. Right. So you're not going to do it at all? You're not going to make not, it? And I'm right. not going to make it. I'm not going to okay. make it to the top. So I just let everybody know, climbing Mount Fuji is not like climbing Mount Everest. There are trails. I'm going with a tour group. It's a small tour group, but we're going with, with tour group. And you do it in two days. You basically climb up to what's called level eight. So there's a base camp there. You get you start in the morning. You get there like in the early evening. You and then you get some. You get food and there's huts where you, they have sleep huts that you go into, which are I'll I'll be taking pictures of that because that's like just a yeah. bunch of people bundled together. You got new friends, but you go to sleep early and you wake up about 1:30 in the morning, and you climb to the summit, which takes about another three hours. And then that's the steepest part of the climb, right? And I think the worst elevation, you know, um, angle is about 45 degrees. So there's a little, there's a little steep getting up there. But then you get to the top. Now, the top of Mount Fuji, when you climb it, it's 13,000-foot mountain. So there is definitely an oxygen issue, okay? But I've been my stamina is way up. It's a big thing. I've been working. So I don't have a problem work with my working out, my doing sparring and everything I do with Taekwondo. And I run with the dog every night. So I feel comfortable with that. But when it comes to the oxygen level, everybody, you bring like portable little oxygen cans you bring. So you might have to take a hit. Now, my son's girlfriend, she's a physician. So we, I have a physician going with me too, just in case, right? We actually have a doctor with us, a, a real doctor. And the idea is there is also inclement weather that happens there because you're up in the, that high altitude. They can get suddenly rain, sleet, snow, slapping at you, wind, okay? Heavy winds can come through. So, yeah, it can get a little squirrely when you get up high. But people do this. There are thousands of people a year climb this mountain, okay? Do it all the time. So I am not worried about getting to the top of the mountain. How much physically, I mean, I'm sure you know, but, like, the first day, how much are you hiking? How long is the hike? The, the hike, I think the first hike, the first part, you start at, you start at 5,000 feet, okay? So that's where the starting point is. I think that's level five. You go to level eight, and I think level eight is about 12, maybe 12,000 or a little less than 12,000 feet. So you're doing about, you're doing maybe a little more than a mile and a half, you know, as far as height goes. But you take it's going to take you about eight hours, I think, of walk of hiking. Okay, it's going to take you eight hours to walk a mile and a half. To, yeah, because you're going up and you're doing switchbacks. Constantly. Yeah, wow. You're doing switchbacks on the trail, right? As you're going up, right? Wow. Do you know what the walking distance is? Like what that equates to? Like how many how much, steps? Uh, yeah, like I mean, how if you took the path and how many miles? Are you, how many yeah, miles are you walking twenty miles? I don't know yet. That's a good. Really, question. you you didn't even look at that yet? I don't care. That'd don't be care. like the first thing I'd ask, yeah. man. <laughs> I've done, like, hey, bro, I've how done, long is this walk? Like for real? I've done I've done thirty mile hikes with the scouts 
few years ago in like you know flatland, but you know thirty mile hikes I've done. You know I I've done hikes with my uh, my my son in Tennessee, um, going up along the mountain ridges. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worried about. I learned that lesson going to Egypt, man. You got to ask the right questions, man. We got <laughs> we we got to Egypt. And like, hey, would you like to go and see the sarcophagus? I'm like, yeah, why the hell not? I'm figuring I'm going to walk in. There's going to be a gift shop. The concession stand may be in there. I don't know. What they, it's a three-foot square mine shaft, two miles straight <laughs> upwards from my thing. People going up and down. I mean, I literally, the first words I came out when I got it, why the fuck didn't you tell me what the fuck that was? Yeah. I, mean, I would have never went in there. I would have never went in there. So you can you you the thing is also all along the trail they've got um there are there are bathrooms there are porta potty things whatever and you got to put you know you got to you got to pay to use them you got to bring a lot of a lot of are you kidding me you got to charge you to use a porta potty yeah they do because they got to clean it all the time so yeah, I guess so and they, and they got little hut they got little huts along the way to buy snacks if you need it you buy you know drinks water but you'll bring a lot of that with yourself anyway and you got to bring a chain. You got to bring a lot, you know, different layers of clothing because you're going to start. It's June, it's July in Japan. It's hot, right? Right. right. So when you're starting, it's going to be warm, warm. and then it's going to suddenly it's going to be below freezing. All right. Have you calculated how heavy the bag is? You got to carry this whole way up. They they recommend keep it below fifteen pounds. Fifteen. Yeah, about fifteen pounds is the lowest. They say don't go, don't go much more than that. Um, you basically want to have maybe a good gallon of water with you, okay? Um, you want to hydrate. You know, the, like the the two days before, we're not going to do a lot of drinking because you don't want to dehydrate your body. So you want to hydrate your body for two days. Constantly drink a lot of water, so the body's hydrated. Because as you get a higher in elevation, that elevation your water evaporates very quickly. So that's the biggest problem. If you're not prepared, if you don't do that, that's when you get the altitude sickness kicks in because your body's dehydrating. So you want to make sure you're drinking a lot of water all the time. You know, that's why you need to use the bathrooms. And a guy like me, the biggest problem I'm going to have is I'm the old guy that has a going problem. So I might have to wear a pair of Depends or something. <laughs> wow. How many pairs of socks you bring in? You you bring you bring basically two pairs of socks. One for the switch. One yeah one once you get up to the hut at the level eight you switch out and then you change for the next thing for the, for the next. Don't level. you need another two pairs coming down? Nah nah the coming down thing is about it's about five hours to hike down the mountain. The whole way down top the whole to bottom. Way down is yeah, it's a little easier going down than it is going up. Hey, I got news for you, man. Well, it's yeah. actually more treacherous they say because yeah. there's a lot of shale on the path down and people slip and slide all the time so you gotta have good hiking boots i'm gonna have a good pair of hiking boots i I have so i i i got all the stuff i read all the tips on it i've got you know enough of that knowledge that this is what you've got to prepare to do so but yeah we're gonna have a, a blast doing this um and i and i just you know right now i can tell you we've you know, I, I set a, I had set a goal on this. That's what I was just going to ask. Five thousand dollars. All right. Now we've reached right now twenty six seventy, and what we're doing, just so you know, every 
about every thousand dollars I've been reaching out to different cigar manufacturers and stuff and we're giving away swag and cigars and things as we hit certain levels so everybody that's donated is going to be on a wheel and when we hit the next level we're going to give some more stuff away and then some more stuff away and some more stuff and the surprises are going to get bigger and bigger you know obviously I'm trying to work with people like Drew Estate to get an ash to stand up ashtray for the higher levels but that five thousand I feel is a tiny number from this industry. This industry right here can do amazing things. If every consumer just, let's just say they forgoed one cigar one night and dropped $10 on that, we could raise over $100,000 by July easily. And what I would love to be able to write an article about and give to the PCA is look hey, how I much money we raise as a cigar community for autism right. and use that as part of your outreach and say here you go boom so yeah. really amazing well, yeah hey evan make sure you put smoke in next to that well, here's here's your link evan i'm gonna post it again jimmy the second day you're not scaling the mountain it's still a hike yeah, you still. What, so no, it's not like still, you have to hook. You know, you no, know, no, hook. there's no hooks and ropes and none okay. of that. You know, has got him like Stallone swinging up the side of the mountain. <laughs> <Cliffhanger>. <laughs> yeah, people, I have people ask me that. You, you got to bring your hooks and your this and that. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. Okay. You have a walking stick, and the cool thing is, you go up with right. what you get this walking stick, what? and every level they stay, they heat stamp it. Okay with a, uh, a stamp for that particular level. And that's a, like your collector's item at the end that you nice. all the way up. So just curious, what's the charge? Ooh. Salud. Thank you, saw that coming. What, what's the fee or cost? I to... think the tour, so the tour cost, I think was three hundred. Dollars or something like that, maybe four hundred dollars. They pick us up, so we're going to be staying in Tokyo. So they they pick us up in Tokyo, they drive us to Fuji, and then they walk up with us and back, and then they take us back. So I think it was about four hundred dollars for <clears throat> per person for the tour. Now you can do this. There is no fee. If you want to do this alone, you just show up at Fuji. You could just climb it, and people do it in one day. Right. But, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to put my hands in my own method. I'll let somebody who is experienced get us up the mountain. Ooh, you know? Just had a sneeze attack. So. Yeah, I might have paid the fee twice so I could have two groups. So they could maybe carry me half the way. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. The mountain, right. You know, right. that's where I'd probably be most comfortable. You know, a little chair, a couple bars on each side. I could sit there and go up the mountain. God Jimmy, bless. Yeah. Are you going to fire up at the top of this mountain? Is there a cigar you're um, thinking of? I, I don't know if you're allowed to smoke in a mountain. It is a national treasure. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, right? too. Yeah. So I don't think I could actually fire it up. But if there is a brand that raised the most or something, I will definitely have that a cigar in that photo op. And mm -hmm. at the end, no matter what, at the end, there will be a cigar featured at the top of the mountain, whatever I do. Right. Because there's going to be a meme I'm going to create afterwards that says, this is Boston Jimmy. He's 64 years old. He lost 70 pounds. He climbed a 13,000-foot mountain. He smokes three to four cigars a day. Any questions? 
I like it. I, like right? I mean, come yeah. on, give me a break. Yeah. You know, yeah. the cigars yeah. aren't the problem. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, the links in the comments, multiple places. Please check it out. Um, it's a great cause, and and they have until when? When's the official climb date? So the official climb date is on July fourteenth, uh, I believe. Let me go double look at the calendar. So we get there on the ninth, and we're climbing on the thirteenth. So Thursday the thirteenth and the fourteenth. So we'll and be you'll be taking the donations through, and we'll what? take donations all the way through that. But I'm not going to be tracking cool. much after that. Once I leave, we leave on the eighth. We get there in the ninth. All right. And then we're going to be doing some excursions uh, the first three days to find. There are all kinds of interesting shorter climbs, go up to these shrines and stuff, which have some hefty elevations. So we'll we'll, we'll be practicing going up and down, you know, getting legs going. Because I'm going from, you know, sea level. Right. right. I'm going from, right. my son's in Tennessee. It's not so bad. Right. Right? I'm going from sea level to yeah. altitude. And that's going to be the toughest part. That's going to be a tough one. Listen, I don't know if you got to run, but if you don't, stick around. Jimmy will hang out a little bit in hour number two. We got very cool and fun stuff ahead of you, as always, on KMA Talk Radio. Hour two ahead. We'll be right back. Keep it lit. Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Karenis. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carinas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carinas, in the Toro size, received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes. A Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carinas. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. for whining and moaning is over. It's time to put Americans back to work. Now there's one show, one team, 
that's taking a higher path, lifting Americans up, giving them hope, and putting them back to work one job at a time. review of everything everywhere. First up, football. Or rather, the aftermath of football when your favorite team misses the game-winning fumble. This little dude's not happy. It keeps track of all your data. It doesn't really matter. No need to shake your fists. Now, we need your help, Duck fans. Yes, all of you. We need you to help the team take me out to the ball game. Can you do it? And we're back. Our number two of KMA Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are broadcasting from sunny South Florida along with the gang, as always, the GOAT and William Cooper. A special guest today hanging out with us is Boston Jimmy. If you didn't catch, if you didn't catch the first hour, please check out the comments. He is doing a climb um, for autism, um, raising money for a wonderful cause. Please check it out. If you do make a donation, add smoke in in the comments there um, and uh, let them know where you came from. Jim, uh, I don't know if, if you saw nine this. Nine miles. Nine miles is like. But, Jim, if you didn't see this, uh, Evan Darnell, the Red Bull Club, donated $1,000. Yeah, he's thank him. So you just put smoke in at the top of the heap right now. So the competition is on. There you go. We haven't even posted. Good job, Evan. Good job, we Evan. Social yet? Yeah. Good job, Evan. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Evan always making a difference. United in causes, that man. United in yeah. causes. Now, did I miss it, or did you not play the phenomenal? Been, well, that's two weeks. We haven't played it. He's on timeout. He's on timeout. <laughs> although, although he's. Uh, you know what? He's. I gotta. I gotta get him back in because he did make a pop up appearance at West Palm. He so did I mean, make a pop up appearance. Yeah, yeah, he did. Right, he that, did. That's that's. He's on timeout from his uh, was, smoke yeah. night live debacle. Is that what it is? No, but that's right. I forgot. He did appear. He did come and, and he made an appearance in West Palm. He's so he's back. And, and listen, this is the, you know that excerpt's the only way we can get Paul and KMA talk radio. So there, there's your more. There was more content with Paul we've had than in the last right. yeah. Yeah. three months. Yeah. So if, you, if anybody's having any uh, <laughs> Paul withdrawal, yeah. there's your little dose hey. of Paul for the day. I, I really want to know where did you find that? He posted it, didn't he? No. So, what was I looking for? I was looking for a photo of him for the flying Hawaiian thing. Oh, and 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 I came across that. What is that? His own own uh... his own YouTube page. So I don't know what. Maybe they call that a thing in the acting world. I guess that's. Yeah, it. Like, I assume that would be his thing that he would submit. Yeah, it's to, a like... real. They call, I think they call it a real. And it's again when yeah. a lot of people are in media, like they they make their resume kind of like that i really want to know what company he was doing the like injured lawyer routine with it's time to get people back to work (laughs) i really want to know what we got to ask him what company he was pimping on that ad right Right. funny 
Holy cow. So, Jimmy, how is your uh, musical acumen? Are you well-versed in the world of music? Depends. Well, we're going to... My brain forgets a few things over yeah. over life, but uh, you know. you're pretty good. I, from what I've seen on social media, you, you know your music. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm starting to get that way myself. Like, you know what's funny? This is how bad it is, and this never ever happened to me because anybody who knows me knows I'm a really, I'm a TV show movie buff guy, right? I, I know how to. Uh, I mean, I, I've always been enthralled in good shows and stuff like that. So, last night, my wife literally like dropped me in a hole so we're in bed getting ready to go to bed and she starts laughing i'm like what are you laughing at and she's on some instagram thing that's showing people how they've aged from their youngest days to like today um and it's like a morph thing and oh my god some people have just become horrendous like horrendous like unbelievable and um one of the ones came up was and what they did was they would play the the contributing music to the background so if you're from a tv show while it was morphing, they played that TV show theme. So I'm going to date probably 80% of our listenership right now. So we were looking at a girl last night, and I recognized her, but I recognized the theme song. I even told my wife, this is a show I used to watch as a kid. Like, I, 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 I remember liking it. I remember our family watching it because Nell Carter who died at the age of 54 sang the theme song and she was a star in the show. And I recognized the name of the show for song. And I started, I, I said, but I can't remember the show. Like I knew Nell Carter. I knew the theme song. I was singing it as she sang it, but I couldn't envision the show. Like, what was the show about? I, I don't even remember like any scenes from the show and like had a complete blackout moment. And then I'm going to try to find like an old show I could find. And then I see this thing where they show everybody on the, Joey Lawrence was on the show. I think it was a start. And I'm watching the uh, then and now of all the people that started the show. Oh, I remember that character. I remember that character. And I still couldn't piece together what the show was. I had to find old episode that finally clicked. But like, talk about a blackout moment. I knew the theme song. I knew the cast. I knew the show called Give Me a Break. But I couldn't piece together the show at all. Hey, the song's called "Give Me a Break," though. I mean, the song no, is no. named. <laughs> That's what I said. I knew. Yeah. What you, listen to me. It was it was a morph of the oldest sister of the show, so I knew the name of the show because of the theme song. So I recognized Nell Carter's voice. I knew what show it was. I knew the name of the show, the characters, and everything. But it's like I couldn't remember what the show was about. I couldn't envision a scene of the show. I didn't know. And then eventually I caught a piece and I remembered it was about a cop whose wife died. Nell was the like the friend who moved in to help them live and raise the kids. And I remembered it all later. But man, I mean, that's like total sign of getting old. Like it's just like a complete mental block. I mean, I'm really starting to experience that stuff more and more in my age. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it, does. It, does. it does. It does. Well. Just don't forget to go to the bathroom. That's all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just did. It's time for name that jam presented by the fine folks at Avo Cigars.
Really simple, Jimmy. Our, our man, the goat here, has a three-second snippet of some song. And we're all going to take turns trying to figure out if we can recognize what it is. Very simple. All yours, Alex. Hit it. Man, Coop put his hands up. Like layup, right away, layup, right away. Millisecond of that song. Layup. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't. Have a clue. I got it. Layup. Let's hear it one more time. I'll give it to you one more time. No, not a clue. Now, Coop, even though you you probably you got this right away, and let me see. I think that while a lot of people have it in in the chat. I don't know how many of those same people would also be able to name the band. I could name the band too. Um, well, I figured you could. But yeah. I well, now, 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 I, I don't know. But Derek Moon, now he said "New Kids on the Block." I think I know the song now. So I don't know. No. That's is that wrong? Way, right, way off. Way, way off. I, I, okay, well, it sounded like that. So yeah. Derek, I'm with you. That sounded familiar after you mentioned that. All right, Jimmy's clueless. Coop, what do you say? It is "Rock Steady" by The Whispers. Fuck, where are you getting these songs from? So this... This came out like in 85. It brought back a little of that Philly sound, which is... So I remember when this song came out, it was great because it was like a throwback to the Philly sound in the 70s. The Whispers. I can't say I didn't know. I don't know the song. I know the song. That's not something I would have listened to. It was out of my genre. That that's something I heard going to the roller disco roller rink on a Friday night. Yeah, very much, very much. That, that might have been the last time I ever heard that song. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Alpha yeah. Cigars. I always get killed if it ain't classic rock. My God. No, man. no, it was, oh, it was respectable. It was respectable. That was a good pick. That was a good pick. Yeah. This is right up. These these are. That was right up my alley. That song was Sarah was what? Alley. Yeah, that was right up my alley. That song. When we, when we're playing video, I could see the background and Coop like literally raised his hands like in the yes, first immediately, immediately. <laughs> immediately. I'm like, dude, I have I played that record so many times. I love that record. So yeah. were you like a disco guy, Coop? Very. I grew up in Bay Ridge, uh, Brooklyn. I uh, when Saturday Night Fever was filmed, yeah. So I mean, yeah. disco was a part of that fiber of that neighborhood uh yeah. growing up yeah. yeah when i went to college in brooklyn yeah. Yeah. i had a lot of friends that were disco boys but i was yeah. long-haired hippie freak dude from long island yeah. that was into rock and roll so I yeah disco. it's not that i was i love rock too don't get me wrong but yeah disco was a very much a fiber of the neighborhood growing up yeah, yeah i follow twisted sisters disco sucks <laughs> <laughs> that that's funny Dan LeBeau, that's probably one of the truest statements. That's probably the only other place I probably heard a lot is going to my friends' really? mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. It was a DJ song. Yep. It was yeah. a DJ song. It was a layup DJ Very song. much a DJ. Yeah, very yeah. much. Roller rink song. Like, you hit that on the head. It was always played at those types of things. Tell us how you really feel, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. Jeff, yeah, don't say cool. much. Disco is cool. Does. No, disco is cool. Disco is cool. I like disco. Yeah. I think I, I think I appreciated disco more as I got older than I did at the time it came out. Yes. Yeah. You did a theme I, on disco a few years ago at the Great I'm Spot. telling you, I appreciated more yeah, yeah. the elder years yeah. than I did growing up during the era. Right. I, I don't disagree with that. That's funny. Wow. Is Garrett Robinson watching yet? 
Why is there some big? I get chess, chess update. <laughs> yeah, there must be a big chess tournament update that he wants to discuss. I mean, I know that none of you care, but like this game that started at five a.m. is still going on right now. Well, you're dedicated. You got up at 5 a.m. to watch a chess game. Like, I got you know. up at 6. I got up at 6. Okay. You would have got up at, yeah. How long they have between each move? So they the game starts with you have two hours. They each have two hours to make the, the first 40 moves. And then once they get to that 40 moves. All right. Moves, so to put that in perspective, how many moves? Now, that's 40 moves each or 40 moves combined? 40 moves each, and they both have – well, a move is one and one. but So they each have a two-hour clock running. So technically that's four hours right there. Okay. So – oh, they each have a clock running to make their own 40 moves. So that, that, okay. So how many moves are in a typical chess match? I mean, it, it depends. It depends. Average. Uh, is a chess match an 80-move match? It could be. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. So let me let me break it down. So right now – so they have two hours to get – to the first to get 40 moves once they hit the 40 move mark they each get an additional hour right and then what happens is uh, once they get to the 60 move mark from that additional they get another 20 minutes so currently this game is on move 71. And, yeah i mean they're going to go seven hours deep for this game and it'll probably end in a draw and they'll have to come back tomorrow and play tiebreakers but this could be the decisive game to to make the you know this will be the first new world chess champion in a decade and i tell you what jay davis if you take the bacon out of that equation i still may not wake up at 5 a.m <laughs> we all have our things <laughs> lots of four on the floor in worship we play at church oh, okay all right what else we got going on news do we have news we go into news yeah we got well you want to you want to take it right into the news what else we got well, I, I mean, I guess we can we can talk all to this in the news. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, because yeah, might as well because that was something we were going to talk about. Might as well bring it in. Let's yeah, let's just jump into the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop, breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and Cigar Coop.com. He's got a lot of talking to do, Coop. So this may be the long episode of the longest episode of the Scoop with Cooper ever. Yeah, there's a lot this week. So we want to start with the alternate stuff. You can start whatever you want, buddy. It's your right. We'll we'll start since we kind of let in with it. Um, so it wasn't I did not report this on Cigar Coop yet, but um, it did start to come up. Um, the Half Wheel guys reported on Thursday that uh, Altidus was coming back to the trade show. They basically the report was they saw it on the floor map. There hasn't been a confirmation from Altidus as of yet. I had an inkling that this was going on, but Rafael Nadal is out of the country right now, so it was Marrakesh on his anniversary. Happy yeah. anniversary, Rafael Nadal. Yeah, so I'm be honest. I'm not gonna call the guy in Morocco. Uh, he probably would take my call too. But it's it, so. But I but I I haven't spoken to Rafael about this. But I will tell you. The intel I have is this is accurate information. They will be back at the trade show, so so it, so it's happening. So would this constitute as being the official return of the first four that dropped, the big four that dropped out? Well, it, again, it's you know I think most people are counting it as the second, but you know so it depends how you want to look at it. I don't count general as back yet. 
Well, if you look at it that way, then I guess this would make the first return, right? I mean, I really don't. There's not a general booth. Until you but, but, general is it, but, but, but now they're STG with general. I mean, so they're only bringing Fords in there. It, it, you know, it depends how you want to look at it. I think if, if Sokka's guess was that two came back, I'll give it to Sokka that he got it right in this case. Last year was a little different. They kind of came in with the Trojan horse. This year they said, hey, look, we have the Olive Browley space. We're just going to go there and we're going to exhibit uh, forts. So, I mean, it depends how you want to look at it, Abe. I mean, if you wanted to – like, I technically said they came back last year with the Trojan well, horse. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm curious. This will be really interesting to see how you answer this. Let's fast forward two years. STG is full force back at the Great Smoke, sponsorships, everything. Do you see them having one or two booths? I think they'll have like adjoining booths, but they have separate sales teams. So because there's separate sales teams, I think there'll be separate areas. And I don't think they'll intermix those. Well, then that, then that, then under that question, I would then say General is not at the trade show. General's not at the trade show. Right. General's at the trade show. STG is with part of their portfolio. And forged didn't exist prior to the split. No, this is, and I think that's why they did it too. I think it was the first time to put Forge. So out you there. can't say Forge coming in is returning. They weren't there to begin with. Yeah. So. The the one thing where I'll say where you have a point, Abe, is look, there's plenty of boost space. If STG wanted to bring General back, they could have got the boost space to do it. So I think they're kind of testing the waters with this. Is what it seems like. I think yeah, I think it's a little like yeah, uh, yeah. you know, a little mini carrot. You know, here yeah. you go. Let's see. Yeah, Jim, feel free to jump in here, Jim. Uh, I, you know, I feel like J Jimmy almost has the Abe. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I would say that when it comes to general, and they, 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 they're gonna e ease their way back into this. I, I really do. Um, they, they, and do they really, you know, they have such a large um, sales force. I mean, I was just at a local shop here, and they had local rep um, in there just featuring one brand. And that's what they do, and they're pushing it. So they're out there working the ground level. Um, and does, the, does a PCA or even a TP really move their needle that much? I mean, because they're putting out all these press releases, they're out there constantly working the shops and working the ground and going on the road. Um, is it is it something that they really want to drop a bunch of money on? Is it, you know, so maybe ease in and see if it's still working. For them. Well, just cut back on all the Chinese boxes and gas can tanks and everything, and they'd have more than enough money. <laughs> That's fair. I have, I have <laughs> side question, unrelated, but who gets around more? Um, Raphael or Jose Blanco? Raphael. Oh, Raphael. 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 Yeah. I mean, These guys are everywhere. And, I mean, they've had to span every country in the world. That dude's yeah. living his best life, man. Yeah. Best yeah. life. He, Raphael, Jose Blanco being now back in the States is going to be doing It's going to increase, yeah. He's going to be out there. But, well, you know, Jose was supposed to be going, like, Jose's territory what has changed was actually Asia. He didn't really go to Asia because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. He was focusing a lot on Europe and in particular Eastern Europe, which was kind of in his backyard. But, you know, Carlito, Carlito travels a lot. He just doesn't post everywhere where he is. Carlito does an enormous amount of travel. I can tell you that. 
I don't think people realize that. So what I do find interesting in all this news is, and I see what maybe Jimmy and Coop think about this, you know, obviously all to this news, you know, little toe dipping going on from STG. I've heard a little bit of squeaks here and there about Jewish State. Man, Davidoff is like in the fringe. Well, yes and no. I haven't yeah. heard a peep yeah, who no one from Davidoff's even no. saying, Yeah, we're contemplating. We'd like nothing. Well, yes, but Ferriotego's there, and I can tell you that Davidoff sends a sales. So once again, I, I get that, but once yeah. again, how do you count Davidoff as anything to do with Ferriotego? I mean, the, the forged argument, you almost have more merit. But there's nothing, Ferriotego has nothing to do with Davidoff other than Davidoff is delivering their orders again it's you know how you want to slice it i'll, I'll give you both ways you're right it's the same i heard the same argument about hoya right. i'm hearing the same hoya is coming back to the show this year drew state is not i've heard the same thing well drew state's gonna have support and all yeah probably but i i'm not disagreeing with you on that but yeah i'm just saying it depends how you want to look at it if they I display mean, product it's a different story i, I mean no no one cares about the displaying of the product. Displaying, a, hiding a few skews does not, listen to me. All right, let me break this down to economics. Right. All right. The presence of support of a company is not the displaying of a product. Okay. That's what they got you guys like you for to post the pictures up and tell everybody, you know, you, Coop and Jimmy, you guys probably get more information out to retailers and people that go to the show. So it's about, supporting the function what the ability they can do they need to take the boost space then these are the companies that provide typically decent sponsorship monies to help enhance the experience of the if you don't come in that manner as one of the big four you're not there now i don't know if jay davis is watching but i think jay would agree with me on that one i mean you're not there you know there, there's an economics that those four dropping out created a financial void and a presence void yes and, and I, obviously on some little some kind of of I don't think legitimacy is the right word but I mean it definitely just created a void and, yeah. and sneaking your products in under a subdivision one or two lines or whatever does it's, that doesn't that doesn't fill the void that was gone by them going no, and they're, so, not, they're not getting the ginormous booth space and putting like you said all the money into it because let's be real PCA, that money going in is going to fight the cause, right? Well, so, listen to me. It's going to fight the cause. It's also hopefully used to enhance the, the experience for retailers who are going there, fun events, to, to make it more memorable. More retailers want to come. So there you go. So, I mean, if you ain't filling the void that you created by leaving, then you're not back as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're not, if these guys took half the booth spaces they took, <laughs> they had before they left, it would be a big plus for the for the show, financially, presence-wise, supportive-wise. So, I mean, you can't tell me that Ferriotego has, I mean, that Davidoff is sending any kind of message or any kind of response by, by Michael having a presence. No. No, but they at the same time, it's like they're. I look at are they all in, all out too? I could they could say, well, we're not, we're not supporting that, but I think that was part of the deal they made with Michael when he came on board. 
Is what what was part of the deal? I think part of the deal is that Michael said, look, we're going to still exhibit at the trade show. I think that was I'm positive no. Michael said that when, when, when he made the deal oh, with that. Okay, so, I, I mean, so listen to me. I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass, and you know, uh-huh. we can have Michael on. I don't think that would even be up for a discussion. It has nothing to do with anything. Michael's his own entity. It's a distributing deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't have to discuss it. They don't have to come to an agreement about it. In fact, if Davidoff would even ask, I would be shocked. No, you're 100% right, but I think there's a when it comes to fulfill, like the fulfillment piece, I think that's where he probably needed some help with that. I mean, he could him and him and he could hire someone to take orders there. That's pretty easy. Or, you know, he could do the orders himself. But I think some of the fulfillment stuff, that's probably they didn't have to do that. Is like, you know, my point. Who didn't have to do that? Like like Davidoff doesn't have to send someone to facilitate the fulfillment piece. Why Same would with they Drew Estate with Hoya. Why would they send someone to facilitate the fulfillment? The fulfillment happens back. I'm I'm missing something. The fulfillment someone, happens back at the warehouse. Um, it's that piece from order to warehouse. So, so you're talking about sending someone as support and help. Like yeah, a lot of times, like when orders okay. are taken, they want to turn these things around quicker. Okay, so, so yeah. listen to me. Yeah. So listen to me. There's that's twofold, right? I mean, first off, they have a business relationship together. I have business. And if someone needed my help and support and I have the manpower, me sending someone to help facilitate you. Yeah. And especially, I'm, I'm a, and especially where I'm some level, I'm pretty sure that I saw people from Drew Estate there and they had zero presence. You, they want to know what's going on. They sure, want to no, know. No doubt. No doubt. They want to know what they're missing. They want to see if the vibe of the show yeah. is moving in that direction. Yeah. They may say, hey, we want to get back in here. So once again, yeah. that happening, I don't think it has anything to do oh, with how it, how it all feels about the trade show. STG sent a team bigger than Matt Booth's staff to last year, and those guys were sitting around like doing nothing. I get or, or walking the trade show floor. They weren't like working with Matt on that, but they they had a team bigger than Matt's team in there, which I thought was like that's weird. They it's had called, like they had a couple of market paid. guys. Yeah, it's called they got sent and paid for recon, and they probably just partied and, and did yeah. nothing all week. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask this question. I need I need these kind of jobs, Alex. Please, man, find us something. I need these kind of jobs. Paul Justin. So let me ask, let me ask Coop this question. So you might know this answer better, Coop. Uh huh. In the last couple of PCAs, what was the percentage of retailers? Would you say has it gone up, gone down, stayed the same? Um, they had an inc- They had a slight increase last year. Um, the year before it was, I think, actually down because of, you know, we were coming out of COVID and there, right. there wasn't a lot of time to plan that show, but there was a slight increase last year. I mean, if right. Jay's out there, he could probably comment a little more accurately. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, it was the, the 2021 show is a little hard to judge because like I said, coming out of COVID, it was a smaller floor, floor plant that year. So it might've, you know, it looked a little more crowded in 2021, but it really wasn't because it was a smaller footprint. Salud. Yeah. And, and do you think that having PCA constantly in Vegas continues to draw? Or would you think it's better to have it to a different venue like South Florida, where everybody is? I, I think South Florida would be a big benefit for the East Coast, no doubt. Um, you know, when Orlando, when they had it in Orlando in 2012, and I know Abe could probably talk through this better than me. A lot of people went to that trade show because a lot of retailers were in Florida just sent people there during the week. So they actually had a uh, – it actually was pretty good. to go. I know a lot of people in the east would like it in Florida. I think Vegas 
is the ideal place to have it because I think it just works for all the nature of our industry, though. I think the reality of this question is there's very few venues where this is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Florida, I would say the only place really is like I wasn't thrilled with as much as I liked it being in Orlando. I wasn't thrilled at how Orlando was put together when it was in Orlando. It was in Tampa. Uh, it was in Tampa once. Yeah. That I can remember. Um, the 95 Orlando one was crazy. They had two ballrooms uh, in the 95 yeah. Orlando show. Um, 95, 96, something like that. But I mean, there's very few really cities. That, that we can even entertain this. Yeah, because the smoking laws indoors. Yeah, it's issue. That's why I say that. And even just the support of the town, you know, right? I mean, just restaurants. I mean, there's a lot right, more right. to the trade show than just the trade oh, show floor. Yeah. These guys want to throw parties. They want to find restaurants that they could do smoking in, and you know, and it, it's a little bit more than that. So, um, you know, I have parties and dinners. So. I like New Orleans, New Orleans, but you know, look for me once again. I'm the hashtag who cares. I mean, if it's in Florida, great. I, I mean, I, very convenient for me. But if it's in San Francisco, Las Vegas, Genoa, Juno, Alaska, Genoa, Alaska, I'm going. I mean, that, that, that's the stage I am in my yeah. career. So, so I'm going. If you have to, my allergies just blew up. I'm sorry, everybody. If you had to, you know, I, I, this is a completely out of my ass statement based on zero actual facts that I know, but I'd have to venture to say if you took all the PCA members and added up the volume of business they do, I think is the vast majority of it lies east of the Mississippi. Yes. So what's so bad if it's on the east coast you're literally accommodating the people who move the most cigars in this industry but man you do that it's like it's the end of the world you know so having different cities i think is not bad not a problem the downside and steve talked about this last night you have to realize is look if you're going to move the cities most manufacturers won't be opposed to it but you got to stay in a city three to four years yes you can't bop one year here because that's what the trade show used to do back in the day. Yeah. You know, I mean, early, early on, every year was a different city. You know, and then it kind of did this thing where it was like Vegas, two years, new city, Vegas, two or three years, new city, you know. And, but I think that's the bigger part of the equation. If you're going to go to different cities, lock it in for three years minimum, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop being a degenerate gambler. It won't cost you so much. Yep. <laughs> the hard rock costs you too much. <laughs> I think he banned himself from the hard rock. I don't think he can go there. No, a couple of people been banned from the hard rock. <laughs> no, no, you could ban yourself. Yes, I know one one person I think you we and I both know is banned. Yeah, himself. yeah. You go, yeah. you fill out a form, and they just won't let you in. Yep. I wonder – I'm, now I'm curious. I'm going to have to look it up. If you do ban yourself, can you ever unban yourself? Vinny, can you unban yourself? If anybody knows Vinny, no. Yeah, Vinny would know, probably. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I that's, an know. that's an interesting thing. I mean, all right, I'm a degenerate gambler, whatever, and I haven't gambled in 20 years. Oh, I want to go through it. I wonder if you can go, or I wonder if they have like a time limit. Like if you ban yourself, yes, you, can't. you can unban yourself. Of course you can. So, yeah, here, I love the casinos. We're going to help you, people with a gambling addiction. We'll support you. 
come and ban yourself. The second you got an urge, we'll unban you. <laughs> we'll, we'll unban you. Yes. <laughs> it's like telling your dope dealer, don't answer my calls anymore, and then texting him, okay, you can answer my call. Right? And only a lifetime uh, ban. Oh, you, so you do have to wait five years. There is a cool down but you period. you can lifetime ban yourself, so you have an option? Well, lifetime ban, but you're eligible for parole in five years. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta walk uh, around with a bracelet on so you can't walk into the casino. How's that work? No, they don't let you in. They scan you at the door. They catch you. Yeah. Facial recognition catches you. They walk you right out. One it's year, five year of life. That's the option. Okay. One year, five year of life. Wow. Well, thank I you for sharing. New. I learned thank something you. new today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Vinny. Yeah. Things you like learn on a cigar show. I feel like I feel we're like a support group. Vinny went for the one-year option, if I had to guess. <laughs> Vinny's on the one-year with five-year options. <laughs> with, with an option every year. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that was an interesting talk. What else you got going on, Coop? All right, Alex, is, is it – you want me to go in order or, or if I switch? Well, I, just swing or not. It doesn't matter. Okay. So let's just kind of get right into this part, uh, segment in the segment, STG releases of the week. So we have those. Um, there were two this week. So first we okay, uh, have to stop. Wasn't there two? I oh, know there was one list, but yeah, they. I mean, there's been multiple I mean, releases of the week. So too. in defense, in defense, in defense, the streak that we've been having included a couple off weeks. But in all the years that you've been involved, <laughs> you know, with media better than my least, <laughs> in all the years you've been, involved, is anybody else just flabbergasted or mind blown? Like, what the hell is going on here? I think a lot of people were, you know, last year when, when STG released close to 60 things, I think it got noticed. And people saying this is this is insanity. I know a lot of the media guys, we were seeing it because when press release comes out week after week after week, you know, you, you start to – there's nothing that's come close to this um, at all. I mean, I this, is, this is part of their marketing strategy when they're planning a year. We're releasing this in week, yeah. you know, Yeah. I mean, it, it really, really has to be absurd. I mean, you have to know. You have to know. So what is this, nine? Nine weeks in a row, yes. Okay. Uh, there was a couple off weeks with the Alec Bradley acquisition. So it's been almost every week this year. I can tell you with the calendar. If we started the calendar year at the beginning, it's been almost every week. But with Alec Bradley, they, there was a couple weeks off there. So this can't be the reasoning behind this can't be for the industry. I mean, not like the brick and mortar people. And I hope the brick and mortar people are smart enough to realize this before they get suckered because 80, 75 maybe percent, there's no way they could bring on these kind of many SKUs. No, and most of right. these have been limited stuff. And what it's doing is it's getting it's getting impressions out there for them and it drives it drives other, other channels is what it's going to do. A catalog, it's, it's going to drive it. I mean, every Plus, week... Yeah. Plus, a lot. Some of these things that they've been releasing are value cigars too, right? Six dollars, yep. five dollars. So they they they're getting them in not only the brick and mortars, but you're also looking at gas stations and things like that. I can so see. So, what that. are our uh, what's our releases this week? All right, from Macanudo, uh, they have an annual release called the Gold Label. They release it once a year. Okay, that's um, not a new release. 
Yeah, well, 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 wait, wait. As, but, but they have a, a special limited size for this year, and they do that every year. And Alex called this the Macanudo Nub. <laughs> Actually, it's a four and a half by 60 version of the Macanudo Gold, and that's only going to be available this year. So yeah, it is a new nugget. The Gold Nugget. The Gold Nugget, they're calling it. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. They actually are calling it the Gold Nugget. So, that's, so that that's, is, that's my wife's nickname for me. Golden <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, so Macanudo comes out of the general cigar side of the house. So Fords didn't want to be left out. So Fords, <laughs> so, so Fords decided they do a release this week on the Diesel, um, and it's another collaboration they're doing with Rabbit Hole, uh, Rabbit Hole uh, Whiskey, and it is called the Diesel Whiskey Row Founders Collection Boxer Grail. Um, and what they're doing with that, with the whiskey rose, they typically take a uh, tobacco, usually the binder, and in this case, it is the binder, and they're aging it in um, these uh, Boxer Grail uh, whiskey barrels, uh, which actually are rye barrels. Uh, they actually make them rye with it, and then they build a blend with that. And Diesel's a blend that they work with AJ Fernandez on. Um, and I thought that was a, I thought the packaging was pretty cool on this one this this week, uh, but it's gonna be a fifteen dollar and seventy nine cent diesel. Diesel, yeah. Ooh. yeah it's coming you know, it's, 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 Is that some plastic? Is it, am I seeing a plastic cover over the cigars? I doubt that's glass. Yeah, so I think it's got to be something like a yeah. Oh, you would never do glass. No, the you know it would be so much. A few years ago, they did some Cohibas and crystal tubes, and they were the Wellers, and they were cracking all the time. I don't think they'd be crazy. So I think it is a plastic thing that's on that. The the photo looks nice. So. Uh, both of those are going to be hitting the stores in May, so you should be, uh, if you want to get your STG fix uh, from both General and Ford, you have an opportunity uh, this month. Wow, the streak lives. You need to make a video graphic or a stinger for this, Alex. I know. I, I told really Justin. Do. Have Carlos I, run one up, man. Yeah. Well, listen, tell Justin we need to. Yeah, cool, like, week 10 in a row. Yeah, you got to make a little stinger. Call yeah. Justin. He needs to sponsor this segment. I, I mentioned to him, he's like, oh, I got to check it out. And he's like, you haven't checked it out yet? I'm like, I go giving you free advertising every week. I, I, I don't think he's thrilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> May not want to sponsor. I said, you're doing a lot of blending, Justin. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm really busy. I can't. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. What else uh, you got going on, Coop? Sad news this week. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, Steve Zengel, the founder and CEO of Los, uh, Los Kaidos Ka Cigars. Kaidos. Los Kaidos Cigars has passed away. Um, I only met Steve once. Really nice guy. He started out as a retailer in New Jersey, and uh, he had a, a store on the uh, Jersey Shore. Hurricane Sandy wiped it out. He moved it. But what happened is he got um, he really got touched when a couple of um, uh, first responders died in the line of duty, uh, you know, and he decided to create a brand, the Los Cayetos brand, to help these families. Um, and he was making these cigars out of uh, out of um, Aganorsa leaf. Uh, like I said, really nice guy. The focus of this brand was not so much on building a big cigar company, maybe as much as it was a lot of give back he was doing with that. And he died apparently after a short illness. We don't know how he died, but uh, very, very, very sad news. Um, like I said, just when I met the guy, I he was really nice, and I just regretted I never had a chance to interview him. 
super, super nice guy. I think he was on KMA twice. At least he was on KMA. Once. We did a couple runs here. We wanted to yeah, stop. Yeah, motorcycle home. rider. I, I, I was yeah. so shocked when I heard this news. He, you know, seemed like a very healthy guy, and you know, it was just I was really yeah, it was, when I was telling you weren't catching what I was saying at first, and then you were like, "Wait, what? What? This guy? Really? Yeah, yeah." Because I just never would have expected that. You know, I mean, I did put two and two together. I'm like, holy yeah. cow. And it's such, you know, after I never heard the expression after a short illness. So he must have had a bug. And are they thinking it was had something to do with that or it's coincidental? But I don't know. I was very sad. Um, and uh, I was really uh, shocked when I heard this news this week. Yeah. A lot of people in the industry knew him from his retail days. So, you know, while the brand was very uh, small, he was well known because again he was a retailer and you know a lot of people in the industry obviously intersected with him in, in new jersey so he people you know there's a lot of people who just came out with stories about him and stuff like that uh you mentioned the motorcycle thing he actually started a program called life of a ride time and he basically organized yeah. motorcycle yeah, rides with we did. Yeah. yeah we did yeah. one of those in west palm yeah we did yeah. one of those yeah so really I said, yeah. really nice guy I, I talked to him at tpe in 2020 and uh Last year, I actually we wanted to talk to him at the trade show, and we just ran out of time. And we were at that. He was in the Sutliff Tobacco booth with all those companies, and that was one of the last booths we hit. And we did the bell rang to get everyone off the floor. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, our condolences go out to his family and loved ones, man. And you know, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What else? Anything else, Cooper? Yeah, I got a few other things. Um, Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's a lot this week. So. Fortello Cigars, and we actually had Omar on the show Thursday to talk about this, um, has a project called the Lunar coming out. And what they are doing is they it, – it actually is a project they're jointly doing uh, with um, – <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I thought this was something I was going to buy for my son for Christmas. But – those pack the packaging that is based off the Nova C Lunar Lander, which uh, yeah. it, it's a project that's actually being um, privately. Uh, NASA is going a private route to to, to have those uh, built. Uh, the company's called Intuitive Machines. They're actually on board with Omar as far as this project goes. Omar DeFries, the owner of Fratello, is uh, he had a career in NASA. So he he built a lot I mean, of. If anybody could pull it off, it's him. I mean, really, yeah, he's absolutely. got, yeah, he's I mean, got yeah. the thing to pull it. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a cool project. I think we're gonna see if the lunar lander stuff captures the imagination of this country, because you know I I go back I, I Jimmy you may remember the, the the lunar landings I remember the last lunar landing on the moon, um in I know the guys that designed the lunar module I worked with them Wow Yeah Yeah So yeah I think it's, I think like I said if this so I know Omar is getting his one thing that's interesting is Omar said that the Fratello logo is going to be taken to the moon. Um, he couldn't put a really? cigar in there, but because it's just too much, I think well, they need to take already. But it, I want to I want to understand this. NASA is going to the moon, or is there a private organization is going to the moon? It is or NASA. Is NASA, is NASA just taking sponsorship. NASA's NASA's doing it, but it was private. Like they're going the private sector route as far as the development of this project goes. And Omar is connected to the project. Omar knows the guy who owns the company because he was a uh, which company. Uh, it's called Intuitive Machines. And what, are, what what are they doing? Are they funding the project? Is that what it is? They're build. They're building this. They're building the machine. Yeah, yeah, but they're contracted by NASA. They're contracted okay. by NASA. 
And he thinks that that'll allow him to have the logo on the machine. He, he's yeah, I'd like to see those configuration drawings that are approved by NASA. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would know more of that, Jimmy, than me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he has said that the logo is going to the moon. He said that, you know, a lot of people doing part of the project, the deal of the project is the Fratello logo going to the moon. He was like, Omar was probably more thrilled about that than anything. Would be interesting to see if that happens, because I do know that on the original lunar module on, on Apollo 11 that landed the first one, that the Grumman Corporation, they were able to sneak a small engraved piece of metal inside the lunar module to have all the designers and all the engineers and shit were on that and that's sitting oh, on the moon on yeah. the, and that was like against rules because there's configuration drawings right that you know and there's weight in everything so but putting i guess just putting a logo was one thing you know yeah i know Still, but i'd be surprised if nasa would allow yeah, that yeah, i mean it, that, it'd be interesting i hope, I hope you got it. yeah it'd be beautiful right yeah. to see yeah. Cigars on the moon. So yeah. is that is that? Can we pull that picture up again? Because I'm trying to understand this. This is a little, mm -hmm. little beyond me a little bit. So There's two different packagings. Yeah. So is that little piece the piece that sits on the landing piece, or is this three different things I'm looking at? Yeah, three different two. things. So the thing on the left and the right are um, more limited. They're limited production things. Um, and there's cigars in there? Is that like a yes. cigar box with cigars yeah. in it? Yeah, okay. one has a Connecticut, one has a camera. Now, the one in the middle is more of a, uh, it's a very limited edition. They're only doing like 175 of those. That's more, if you look at it, it's more of a humidor. It's going to have a Dominican Puro in it. That's going to be extremely limited is the best way to put it. And it's, but, yeah, they are different. There's three different blends and different, two of them have identical packaging, and then the, the Dominican Puro has very limited packaging. On it. I got to tell you. <laughs> Just looking at that logo on the, these lunar modules, or you call it, man, he pulls this off. It's got to be the coolest. Well, the logo, I don't think the yeah. I think this is for I mean, the, 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 the side, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, really that's is. cool. That's very cool packaging. That that it, wins it, the packaging it, award unless somebody does better. It, it, that is really. I got to say that is because when you look at the uh, the Nova Sea, they did a really good job. Alex, that. Alex wanted to say some. I feel like we got a shot. I, I feel like we are it. Well, we got a shot coming up this year. Uh, that stuff. We got no, nope. No, nope. 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 no. Okay. We got a no. shot. We got a shot. All right. Uh, I think we got a lock. We might yeah, have a lock no. on this. Yeah. One, really. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah. We got a shot. We'll be in there. We'll yeah. be in there for sure. There's a couple right. more stories, but I know we're running late on our time here. Yeah, so. Go ahead. We're having fun. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, so, Drew Estates once again uh, announced that they're going to announce a cigar. Uh, that's what they do through the Freestyle Live program. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they have their new Freestyle Live kit. This is the fifth one they have. So you're going to get a chance to try this blend uh, that's unbanded. That's going to be announced by Drew State on June 8th. have no idea what the blend is. Uh, what they typically do with these Freestyle Live packs is you get um, like the unbanded cigars. You get some swag with it. And then you're eligible to enter in for prizes. This year there's like a Rolex watch and uh, – plane tickets anywhere in the world i think are two big prizes there so um do you want to check that out the barn smokers are coming back as well this year there's gonna be three barn smokers yes. there was a lot of hubhub about it i was yeah because they got rid of kentucky they got rid of kentucky and, and people were wondering what was happening with florida we were getting close to may and they hadn't heard anything about florida florida 
Jeff had kind of quietly been telling people it was moving to November. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with that Florida because we saw Jeff lost the crop. This, this I think he'll oh, have yeah. a new crop by then. But oh, yeah. so It happened before. Instead of being a harvesting, he had people planting. Yeah, he had that one year. Yeah, they had a yeah. uh, pesticide problem that year. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so, yeah, the barn smokers are back on. Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Florida are going to be the three. There's not going to be a um, Kennedy this year. Wasn't there five? They used to, yeah, you have Louisiana. They cut Louisiana out yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it, uh, yeah, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of disgruntled yeah. people. But you want to know what's funny? Because we were, ta- we're, we were talking about it somewhere. But a lot of the people were just that are like complaining. I, I mean, this is what I'm told. I guess the VIP stuff get like some immaculate, like rare package. And it's really just a second. A lot of them use it for a secondary market. Like you'll get like absolutely. Buying. So it's it's the fight of their opportunity to buy these things that they'll sell for two or three times, four times what they paid for their ticket later. I did notice this year they there was a much more of an increase of the VIP ticket this year. Yeah, well, they're yeah. giving away it, that cool pack, it, that, that that cool box of cigars. Yeah, and flying pigs. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's become a real uh, fight. It's now not even about almost the event. It's about hey, let's get these these products so we can go make some money, which yeah. is unfortunately a part of our industry. It's hard it, to fight. It that. is, yeah. You're not gonna do it. How do you like the website for the Bond Smoker? It's good. Why did it change? Did you, did you design it? My wife did. Yeah, ah, it's good. It's, it's, go. good. it's clean. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Clean yeah, yeah. I, I, if I hesitate, I haven't gone deep into it. But from what I when I went onto it quickly, it seemed yeah, it seemed very crisp and everything. Yeah. Yep. What else you got going on? Uh, last story is uh, Aganorsa Leaf has announced uh, a new cigar. It's their Rare Leaf uh, Maduro, uh, Rare Leaf uh, Reserve Maduro. So um, that's going to complement the original Rare Leaf that's out there. They released that to um, basically their top-tier retailers. Um, so if you're one of their Aganorsa Select retailers, you'll be able to get that. They were kind of um, – Terrence has kind of been showcasing that cigar on and off, but the details came out today on, on – this week on it. So um, you can go check that out. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any idea on when that cigar is landing, did you say? Uh, this month. This month, right. yeah, it's before PCA, yeah. It's going yeah. to be a big month. May, in May. Actually, this month I'm talking May. Yeah, it will be May. All right. Well, is that it? You got more? That's it. That's it this week. That was a didn't, big one. Big week. Didn't the uh, didn't JC Newman uh, start shipping the Angel Questers now? Yeah, they did. I yeah, I think they started actually last week with that. Was it last week? Yeah. Yeah, but um, I actually did get some. Uh, yeah, I got some of the Angel Questers. I I uh, I haven't smoked it yet. But that's being made in that's being made in um Elver Hole in Tampa. Yeah, making that made right there in Tampa. Right? Yeah, so that's the second cigar they're making out of there. Now you didn't talk about the FDA issue. Oh, I you know what that was you the know, last one. Yeah, I actually yeah. did have that on there. That's that's a big deal, right? So. Now. The so scoop I, with Boston Jimmy. No, no, I actually <laughs> did have that. I, I just my screen was down. So, Abe, I'm kind of curious on this, right? PCA this week issued a response to how, um, you know, a call to action as far as the regulation being proposed for tobacco manufacturing. I thought it was actually a, a good job they did, although I think there's a couple of things I probably would, would tweak. But uh, they're basically asking people to, one, sign a petition, and that petition— oh, I, I uh, they're gonna that. Put the, I'm not even sure if it worked. 
I don't know if anybody else did it, but I clicked on the link. I went there, and I, I when I hit, I did it two or three times because it just to me didn't. I don't know if it was maybe my browser or yeah. not, but it didn't. I didn't get nothing definitive saying you're. I think when would, you click it, it just goes into their system, and they don't yeah, know. I don't know, but I'm sorry, Coop. Go ahead. No, and the, the only thing I'll say is like the only thing I would have probably did, and I haven't even talked to the PCA on this. The only thing I would have did is. I think they have to sometimes explain to people why another petition and why they need to sign this petition. Uh, because they're going to put the names, they're going to take these names and they're going to embed them into the FDA comments that they submit directly, uh, which I think is a, a good message they're going to do here. But sometimes people just say, oh, another petition, and they just kind of throw their hands up. But I still think they did a good, PCA did a good job there. And then if you want to submit comments, and submitting comments to the FDA is, is a tricky thing is they look for certain types of comments they they have put some guidance out there to do that which they haven't done in the past so i think that was a good thing they did with that um so i gotta say you know it was a good response by i thought pca this week on that you know what the pca hasn't learned yet do you remember and i'm not a member of the nra do you remember any messages from the nra sure yeah, what kind of messages do you remember? I mean, I just, I don't, okay, I shouldn't say I remember specifically. I see messages from the MRI. I know, me too. Okay. Throughout my life. Yeah, but I'm not, of, I don't follow what, the, yeah, I can't say I'm like. Me neither. Me yeah. neither. But my point here is, I remember seeing a bunch of them. What do you remember? They're all videos. Yeah. Anytime you have something, no one's reading shit. I, well, I, they, I, did, I, they did do a video. They did do a video with this. Where I is it? It's when you go. Uh, it's actually on their call to action page. They have a video that shows how to submit the comment. Are you talking but, a video that explains the problem? How to submit the I mean, listen right, to me. You need to be. You need to have a video where they're going yes. into a factory yeah. in Nicaragua and showing yeah, how yeah. that whole process yeah. now is going to. Get I see what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Jimmy. Bringing in government officials. I it mean, doesn't even a, need to be that difficult. It could be just a compelling guy talking and connecting people. It's very important, people. You need to get involved, dude, because that's what people will sit there and watch for 30, 40 seconds before they're going to read something. Because you're right, Coop. You're right. You're not really sure what, what you're signing about. I mean, look, I'm in the business. I sign every petition. Here yeah. you go. Click, 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 click. Yeah. You know? But, you know, the the day of reading stuff, it's, it's over. Make a video. Throw it on your Instagram. Throw it on You'll get more people watching it. You know, if you put it on social media, you'll get people who aren't PCA members who watch it who may sign the petition for you anyway. It's a simple thing. Get a backdrop studio. Get one of these guys in the organization who's a really good talker, a very empathic speaker that can reach people. 30, 40-second videos, all you need. People react to videos. Yeah, and, you know, Jimmy could probably speak to this too because what we do – is I think we try to hit as many media channels as possible, like so or for or formats, right? So we'll, we have written stuff there because there are people who still read, and there yeah. are videos which I've done a lot more of in recent years with my cigar of the year, and I know Jimmy, you do it as well. So we do find that you, you want to hit as many channels as possible. You're a completely different entity, Coop. People are coming to you, they want to read information, they're looking for right. the data, right? They're reaching people who aren't reaching out to them, who aren't coming to them. Yeah. They need to make videos. Yeah, they need no, to, I, need I don't to make disagree. a video. They will have such a better response, and they can communicate the, the importance of things better. You can't emote your feelings in text. It's very, very hard. And sure. um, you know, like I said, I've never been a member of NRA or followed NRA. But I tell you what, I could probably remember half a dozen Charlton Heston videos that I saw throughout my life. Of, you know about the importance of NRA. Oh, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah, that's a great point. The Charlton Heston's like, I haven't yeah. thought. Yeah, people it's know in my brain. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, uh, please visit cigar-coop.com for always up-to-date news, always teaser, and we're free. Did Did you catch a Steve Saka dig at you last night? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, my response to him. I built a pretty good brand off of it, so why would I change? It? But I don't, I don't understand his comment about. Well, I, what have I teased? What have I teased ever? Uh, he's claimed that you, uh, you, you are a, you have teased or something. Oh, yeah, and, and the defense was you, verbally. You will never do it in print. Sometimes you'll teach verbal. something what in a verbal. What about verbally? Yeah, I'm the, like I want some concrete examples. Like I'm going to have that conversation with him. I, I didn't want to derail the dojo show last night, but yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. I want a front row seat when you have that conversation with him. Just let me know. Absolutely, absolutely. That could be a pay per view conversation right there. I can't wait to hear. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wind this up. We're going over, but we are going to go to episode number seven of Tale of Tape, season six. All right, why don't you, why don't you flash Paul's <laughs> pick real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the New Orleans one? I don't know. Princess Tiana. Yeah, so, New Orleans. Actually, Taylor Tape hop, top 10 heartthrobs of all time. And uh, Paul and his Disney. Number three. Number three. That's a princess, princess and a frog, isn't it? I think so. Correct. So I guess he correct. beat the frog out. Yes. Actually, the, the soundtrack to that particular Disney one is actually one of my kids' favorite. They sing the songs in the house for it uh, all the time. So. Well, bringing us back to normalcy, Abe, who's your uh, number three pick for greatest heartthrobs of all time? I was really hoping you were going to go to Coop first. Because <laughs> this, uh, we said, well, because I know my last three. I just want to get the right order. Hold on, hold on, because I'm pulling up my list. I mean, I, believe, I can go if you want. Oh, no, no. I believe I, I went with Scarlett Johansson. Yes, yes, yes. God, she's awesome. <laughs> I love this chick. Even better is, is, is Black Widow. Stunning. Oh man. And let me tell you something. Okay. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's hot. But if you really would like to see what kind of trooper she is, like her personality, she was on an episode of Hot Ones. Does anybody know this show? Yes, 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 yes. She was on an episode of Hot Ones, and man, it just makes you love this chick even more. Yes. Go watch it. She actually went all ten wings to the mm -hmm. two million scoville wings. She went the distance. She went the distance. Eight all ten, and she was awesome. Fell in love with her more even after that, but that's my number three. All right, so for me, coming in at number three, I'm in the hip-hop and R&B realm, and uh, couldn't be a list without Janet Jackson, of course. Yeah. Janet that, Jackson in her day was a Jackson. Yeah, Miss that was Jackson. one of my favorite album covers ever. Nasty. Absolutely. How could it be not? I mean, I, why isn't there an article about the guy who got to be on that album cover? Right? Who is that? I mean, that's like a very important person in history. You know, sometimes credit's just not oh, given where credit's yeah. due. Yes. Janet yes, Jackson. I, got, I, got, I wonder if they actually paid him for it, right? 
Yeah, you, you just gotta have good hands. Like they just couldn't use that because I know guys would have paid. Right, right, right. They could right. auction that shit off for charity. That would have raised a lot of money for autism, right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right, there the, the, notorious for the uh, Super Bowl nip slip as well. Can't leave that out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't looking half as good as she was back in the no. days. No, no, that was. No. I'm gonna tell you the album if I had to guess. Ninety. Yeah, absolutely early. Ninety or ninety-one. Somebody look it up, but I'm guessing that album is. I think it was a little later than that. Um, Ninety or ninety-one. Let's see, Janet album. Ninety-three. Yeah, I thought it was a little later because Rhythm Nation was around ninety. Ninety-three. You got. Yeah. You got me. Eighty-nine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Copa. All right, so someone guessed this on our, our previous one of this person being on. Again, timeline of my life, who smitten me, and this woman, uh, it's Olivia Newton-John. So she, here's what's interesting. She, she's famous for being in Greece, right? She goes from the wholesome girl in Greece to, like, the uh, – does a complete transformation, right? And becomes, like, the aggressive, more the aggressive woman. She did that in real life as well. For a long time, she was known as that wholesome singer – and then she goes and does physical, and it's a complete transformation of her. I don't know if any, anyone else has done that from a character and then taken that in real life, but she certainly did that. And I, mean, I always thought she was—I always thought she was cute, good-looking girl. You know. Again, who smitten me the most? She totally smitten yeah. me back in, in in the late '70s, early '80s. I mean, physical was just Abe when physical came out. I mean, watch that video. <laughs> physical. Yeah. I mean, that was just, yeah, she pushed it to the edge with that. That was Jimmy, groundbreaking. Before Jimmy, 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 Jimmy heartthrob of your life. Heartthrob of your life. Number three, Drew Barrymore. Wholesome, always just love the look that she has. Every film she's ever done, even in the even when you see her at events, she's just, since the little, always growing, followed her whole career, I just adore Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And still looks good. It still doesn't still look bad. Good. Yeah, it still doesn't look bad. Still looks no. good. Yeah. She's our age. Yeah, she's our like I said. Yeah, there's some. <laughs> there's some that have aged like milk. Most of it's not even <laughs> age. All the surgery has yeah. jacked them up. That's right. the problem. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, listen, thank you for coming on. I hope you, you spread your message out a little bit. Guys, please look for the link. Help his cause. He's climbing a mountain. Which one is it again? Mount Fuji, you raised 1100 already for smoking so far. Top of the heap. Fuji, I keep saying Kilimanjaro. That's what Lou Rothman climbed. The Fuji. Mount Fuji. Climbing Mount Fuji for Absolutely. autism. There's a link. Donate. And when you donate, if you're watching our broadcast, put smoke in in the comments there. Um, maybe we'll get a little Abe on top of Mount Fuji. Take a picture with uh, with Boston Jimmy. That would be yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, At, sure. There you go. Boom. Check it out. We hope we entertained you. We hope you had fun. Please check us out on all our social media outlets, YouTube, Facebook, and join our private group, Smoking Social on Facebook. Great place to hang out. Until next week, everybody, keep it lit.